Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ticket City presents Why You Go to the Game at UT. The Texas Tech kicker did a fake field goal. I mean, you could see in his face that he was going to make the first down. And Tony Brankins, outside linebacker, came across and completely destroyed him. I, I thought he was dead. Everyone thought he was dead. That hit will always be, you know, something I'll never forget for sure. Put yourself in the action with tickets from Ticket City. Visit hook'em.com and click tickets. Longhorns unfiltered from Stillwater, Oklahoma. The Texas Longhorns came up short. 38-35 loss to the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Brian Davis, Daniel Davis, and me, Cedric Golden here at Boom Pickens Stadium. Brian, uh, crazy melee ending to <laughs> Texas's first Big 12 loss. Right. <laughs> That's an interesting way to put it. You know, basically the whole ending can be summed up in a in one way is that, you know, Brick and Hager, he kind of violated the, the code of football. You know, I mean, when the other teams lined up in the victory formation, the game's over. It's so over. The game is over. And so for you to come off the, the snap and, and try to mix it up with, with one of the receivers – you know, I mean, you're you're inviting chaos at that point. And so uh, what happened, though, is that it looked like Mike Gundy came onto the field to try to kind of make sure that everyone stayed separate. And Herman, not really knowing what was kind of going on, that's why he came running onto the field. So I think it, I, I believe them both when they said it was a legitimate misunderstanding. Um, and they were both cool afterwards. But I will say it was a bad look uh, in the heat of the moment. And, and Danny, I, I know Breckenhager wears his heart on his sleeve, and um, he's certifiable. I'm sorry. I mean, we, we love, love the fact that he's a character and he's interesting. He's got some growing up to do. He's a senior, and his teammates took him to task. Breckenhager said, I'm disappointed in him. What, what is it? What message does it send that you have teammates taking ownership of another teammate's uh, bad behavior on a field that it basically embarrassed the program? Well, I mean, we weren't expecting to get Brecken in postgame. Oh, of course not. I don't think uh, I, I think all of us, our jobs would have dropped, and I don't blame the Texas media relations for not bringing him. Um, but, you know, it does kind of – it is unfortunate that Andrew Beck and Charles and who have to answer questions about Brecken's behavior and – same time, Andrew is in there answering questions about his mistakes in the game, and Brandon Jones came in and talked about his unfortunate, um, you know, fielding of a punt. And stand up guy. Those guys were able to kind of stand up for their mistakes, and Brecken, they probably won't see him for a while. And you know, pretty <laughs> yeah. much they both just, uh, you know, I wasn't around for Andrew, but I heard Charles, and Charles is pretty much said, you know, he, he needs to grow up a little bit and be more mature in those uh, situations. I tell you what, you know, you learn you learn so much more about about any any athletic endeavor in crazy moments. And I think we learned a lot about Texas tonight said it. And you know, this is a, this is a program that last year, several years prior, they got, they would have gotten hit in the mouth and folded, right? They would have absolutely just collapsed. So the fact that they were down 17, got back within three, fell back, got back within three again, kept the fight going. And when you add in in post game, how veteran guys were taken 
We're talking about Hager. I mean, when you add all that up, to me, that's a big, big sign of maturity for a program that is trying to get back to being Texas. They're growing up. They are growing up. At the same time, when we're talking about the maturity, this is also a team that got torched in the first quarter because it's two senior quarterbacks. You know, we're late for a meeting. Very good point. Had to be had to be benched and left two freshmen out there to go cover a great receiver in Tylen Wallace, who just had a field day today. And I and I put that I wrote about that in my column on Hookem dot com. They they had problems before they ever took the field, and the fact that you got senior cornerbacks making these kind of poor choices off the field put their teammates under the gun before they even played one snap. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm of the mind that uh, uh, Chris Boyd and Devontae Davis and Lil Jordan Humphrey also was suspended for the first quarter. Those are really good players, but they're going to have to take ownership of the big picture. That's tried to win football games and, and be there for your boys. It's never been easy to win in Boom Pickett Stadium. Never. The 2005 national champs were down 28-12. to 12 at the half before they came back and won. And they had Vince Young and Jamal Charles on that team. So you can't tell me that, um, you know, that, that it's not just a football issue. It's also a maturity issue. Uh, let's, let's talk real quick about Sam Ellinger. He looked okay, uh, didn't run as much. He had uh, 10 carries for 47 yards, but the shoulder looked okay, 22 of 42, 283, and a pair of touchdowns. And um, I guess he looked okay. He played pretty clean. Um, what do you think uh, moving forward, West Virginia coming up? I think it pretty bodes well because they did get out of here pretty healthy. Absolutely. I mean, from from the looks of things and all that, I mean, going forward, this is a program that still controls its own destiny. I mean, they're not going to be in. They're probably not going to be in the top ten anymore. They're we can we can stop talking about the CFP. Yeah, we can definitely stop talking about the CFP. Uh, but they absolutely control their own destiny in the Big Twelve title race. I mean, on, look, let's be honest. The CFP was an unexpected byproduct of the six and one start. Oh right? yeah, nobody expected that. And to and and said you and I were talking about this in the press box. Nobody inside the program was talking about it either. No, only fans and media. We we were pushing that. We were pushing it. We were selling papers. So so I like reading papers. I like descriptions. So to you know to Texas's credit, they never really took the bait on that stuff, and so I, I give them a lot of props for that. But they still control their Big Twelve destiny. They got a massive game against the Mountaineers coming up. Every game is going to come down to the wire down the stretch. That, that's how it's going to be. Danny, what positives can you take out of this game? I know I know. when we talk about this game in years to come, we'll talk about the, the mullet and, mm-hmm. you know, getting the crowd pumped up and Tom running across the, the field like a, like a pro wrestler charging <laughs> the ring. But what, pro, what, what positives can you take out of this game going into a very important game against West Virginia next week? 2.30 p.m. at DKR. We love it. And people are going to you know want stuff to be I guess excited about as excited as you can in a in a loss. I mean the defense did look better in the second half, although um, Cornelius made some nice conversions late when they needed a stop. But you know they gave up 31 in the first half, and you know, Oklahoma State finished with their 38. So or 31 in the first half, and they finished with their 38. So that was all right. Um, Keontae Ingram continues to you know impress. Uh, had a nice t- really nice touchdown catch, um, and Sam looked fine for you know a quarterback who. 
you know, we saw him on the sideline last week. It looked like his shoulder, his arm was about to fall off. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, his shoulder, and he looked he looked fine. Um, didn't seem that limited. Um, you know, today. So I mean, there's there's things to be, you know, right about the offense did stall at times, but they you know picked it up in the second half. And um, you know, there's going to be a lot for the coaches to work on. There's going to be a lot more negatives and positives this week, but you know, that's going to happen. When you lose on the road. One thing I gotta I want to mention, Todd Orlando. We, we uh, how much was this slow start was about Devontae Davis and Chris Boyd? Those guys, last I checked. Those guys don't play up in the front seven, and they were getting gashed mm-hmm. by Justice Absolutely. Hill, and and that put that put uh, the onus on them. They they were on their heels for most of, most of the first half, and Taylor Cornelius was able to settle down because they were afraid of the run. How do they get back to where they were? Because I think West Virginia is pretty balanced. You know, you know. I'll tell you some names that I never heard tonight. I never heard Anthony Wheeler's name. Nope. I, I, I we heard Gary Johnson's name on the sack. I'm gonna but, tell you somebody's name we heard a lot of tonight. Who? Chris Boyd. We did hear, yeah, but and for, it's not good. And it was not, not, not in a good, good way. Mm-mm. No. Um, Omenahu had a really uh, nice moment there in the midway through the second half, I think, on a, on a drive where he kind of takes over a possession. He can do that. Way. He really can. Um, but we did not hear. Uh, didn't hear Anthony Wheeler. I didn't hear Jeffrey McCulloch's name. Not a lot of Caden Stearns either. Didn't hear any Caden Stearns, Mm-mm. to be quite frankly. So, you know, they're they're they cannot go any game, and their better players not make plays. They just can't do it. They can't do that. And they can, and they're not built for comebacks as well as they did to get back into this thing down thirty one fourteen. They come back to thirty one twenty eight. Fall back by ten. Score again. Um, after that last score, three timeouts left, a buck forty-six go- to go in the game, and Tom Herman tries an onside kick. We were on the sidelines. We were pretty convinced they were going to kick it deep Absolutely. because they had a full complement. Tom said to you, "Well, you got to stop them anyway." But I just think it send. I think it gets a defense more fired up when you kick it deep and they see that that end zone that they're trying to get to is that close. What did you think of that decision? Well, I, I, I didn't like that decision, and the reason why is because I would have kicked it deep. You would have gotten a touchback. No time would have run off the clock, and now you're at the 25. Now, Tom is exactly right in that you've got to make a stop. you got to make one stop you know, in a series of downs. He's, a, he's totally right about that. But I think Gundy has different play calls if he starts on the 25 than every, if he starts at midfield. Every coach does. Yes. And every so coach does. That's my only thing, and – you know, uh, if t- and here's another thing too about the onside kick. If let's say that Texas does make the stop, okay, well then they're punting, and now you're pinned in at the ten or fifteen or twenty yard line. Oh yeah. Where is it? Where you could have gotten maybe the thirty, the forty. So I, I I didn't like that call. I mean, I I will respectfully agree to disagree with Tom on that one. Well, the Texas Longhorns dropped to six and two overall. I think they're going to be out of the top ten. They'll probably be in the fifteen to twenty range. They get West Virginia next week. We will be there. Check out our stuff on hook'em.com. For the Davis boys, I'm Cedric Golden. We'll see you at the game.